welcome to the SMB Advertising Podcast, where our aim is to help 1 million small and medium-sized businesses to really succeed with their advertising. My name is Mike Damanovich. I'm an AdLine specialist, and I'm the host of this very special podcast, which is aiming to deliver you, the listeners, with a ton of value. My aim here is really to help to provide inspirational, educational content that really can assist you with succeeding with advertising. So uh, today we're actually going to be looking at something that uh, a surprising amount of businesses tend to overlook or not prioritize, which is creating and growing an Instagram community. So uh, in the studio with me today, we have Joel Durston, uh, content manager and uh, Keystone Education uh, at Keystone Education Group. Welcome, Joel. Thank you, Mike. It's uh, good to have you here today. Thank Great you to be here. for... First, uh, setting off some time. Um, so, uh, I think uh, perhaps just for the listeners, can you just tell us a bit about yourself and Keystone Education Group? Sure. Um, happy to be here today. My name is Joel, and my background is in journalism. I got an NCTJ from the UK, which is the standard journalism qualification. Then I worked for seven years in the UK in media monitoring. And now I'm happy to work in Norway at Keystone Education Group, where I've worked for nearly four years. We help connect students, uh, aspiring students around the world to universities around the world. Uh, can be domestic, but particularly international students. The students get our service completely for free. And the universities pay for our marketing and software solutions. Uh, I'm happy to work on the journalism and marketing side of things. So writing articles, doing social media campaigns for our customers and also organic social media, um, which is what I'm here to talk about today, particularly Instagram. It's the platform we use that I primarily use, which I enjoy the most and I find the most effective for our needs. And when I, I started the job with a, a fresh account and I've I'm happy that I've grown it to nearly eleven thousand. Okay, much so, more organically now. Okay, so in a, in quite a short time, you've grown the account to around eleven thousand yeah. interested followers. Awesome. So we're we're going to be talking about exactly that: growing an Instagram account, uh, growing a, an Instagram community. Um, but perhaps you could say just a few reasons why it's actually important for a small business to actually. Um, designate any time whatsoever into growing an Instagram community? Sure. Um, well, I, th I think a common perception of Instagram is that it's it's a bit shallow, and I can kind of see that, but mm. I would respectfully disagree in many regards because when you, you work on the back end of it, you see that it's not just likes and comments, but it's also... Aside from the fact that it's something that's quite respected in the industry, people often say, how, how many Instagram followers have you got? They'll check out the page and use that as some sort of measure of the company's respectability. Um, on the sort of back-end side of things, you see that it's, it's a really good way to get messages from your, from your community. They won't show to people because they're, they come into your inbox. But we get, we've, I've got hundreds in my time at Keystone and there are some bots to be sure and there's a good deal of spam but the majority of them are actual genuine people people wanting to study relevant to our business 
and we can use that to grow our business. Arguably more so than the post because with with the post you as you probably know you can't have links directly. You could they can be there but they're not clickable. Um, it's, it's, you can have it on stories now but I feel that stories don't reach as many people as a post. But if you have messages, you can have clickable links, no problem, as many as you want. So I can send five different links to someone very easily, all of them there for them to access our business. Good for, the, good for them as the consumer and also great for us because we're sending interested leads to the universities which mm. furthers our business. And also I think it's just generally, it's great as a grand, brand voice for the business. Um, what I do, and I presume lots of others will do, was I'm checking out a new university, maybe at my job or just a general company in my everyday life. I might go on their website to get the main sort of pragmatic details of what they're about. But also check their Instagram to see what their kind of brand voice is. Like, are they fun, serious? What kind of causes do they get into? And things like that. Mm. And I guess it's... Um a way of uh, having a more of a personal touch? Definitely, yes. I feel that Instagram's a great bridge between Facebook, where it's more sort of general content, and TikTok, where it's super personal. Instagram, I feel that you can you can have both. And you can very much grow your community on those, on those lines. Uh, hashtags are very useful, and you can connect with like-minded businesses or individuals help them they help you quite a nice sort of tit for tat mm. dynamic that goes on on instagram in many ways and you can really find people who are genuinely interested in things because hashtags work well if you put them relevant hashtags on your post you bring people who are really interested in what you're doing to your business yeah so by by building your Instagram community, you're able to generate real followers that are genuinely actually interested in you or your service or your product. Um, and then you're also able to sort of communicate with them in a personal way, uh, also to sort to share more information, but then also to, I guess, to perhaps get some feedback. Yeah, definitely. Um, I find that the engagement in terms of messages you get and also the response time is significantly better on Instagram than Facebook or Twitter. I think it's the the company, well, that is Facebook now, or mm. Meta, <laughs> yeah. I should say, have done well at programming notifications so that they're, they, they come directly to you. So you can correspond with them in real time and also on your phone. So if you're on the go, you can do it or you can decide to do it in, in office hours. And also what a lot of people don't know about Instagram is that it's the desktop functionality is actually very good for, um, at least for messaging of people. Uh, you can't post to it, but you can, there, there are workarounds. So you can use certain programs to do it like 90% on the computer, then just send it to your phone to do. And you can, you can be messaging with your leads. No problem on Instagram. That's on, on desktop. That's how I do it. Okay. Yeah. It's gaining obviously great leads but also as you mentioned great feedback for your future content yeah and i guess if you have uh, built a big community then if you do have an event of some sort 
then it, you know you're you're if you were to post out on Instagram then you're posting to people that are genuinely interested in your company so it's a, a lot more relevant definitely really good um so i just wonder could you uh, the main aim for this uh podcast is to really get some uh best practices which companies and listeners can easily implement so i was just wondering if you could maybe sort of almost bullet point a few of the best practices that you have used and are using uh in order for a company or a listener to actually build their instagram community sure yeah um one thing that i would recommend is looking into different national days and different awareness days because you can you can quite easily tie them into what your company does um for example the the, the un has a list of them they've got a very helpful calendar probably about 100 to 150 every year and for example i think four or five of them are related to the environment so that's something that obviously all businesses can have um, applications in whether they are specifically environmental or not they they might do internal things within their office to help the environment and those can be posted about to not only further the more pragmatic ends like leads it can also create a great brand voice for your business you can also uh, look into a country's national days especially if you're an international business quite easy to do find a picture on unsplash is a great source of mm. free images you need to credit but the images are actually better than arguably better than some stock <coughs> photo sites yeah because i think that's a really good point you make there because uh, often when we think about advertising or marketing in general uh a sort of very tra traditional approach approaches where are my leads give me my leads uh, i need the leads but also it's not of course that is a very important part of yep. it but this, what you mentioned about having a good brand voice that makes your company more desirable to buy from or to, to collaborate with. So, so that's a really, I think that's a really important thing that uh, uh, a lot of us perhaps don't spend enough time thinking about. So that's a really good point. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Do you <laughs> any more, any more uh, points, um, best practices that you can yeah. show um, us? Yeah, so you can go on Unsplash and very easily find free pictures of basically any country in the world say happy national day to Czech Republic we work with five great companies in Czech Republic doing their best to whatever mm. um, similar kind of brand voice you can also do meet the team post which I do it gives a good personal insight into the people in your company and that often gives a personal touch which can help in the same kind of way another thing to consider is the interaction um, it's, I think it works fairly well for the sort of follow for follow, story for story, commenting on different accounts. I would suggest it's something that you could think about within your company because it could be seen as a bit cheesy, but it, it can definitely work. Mm. And more than, more than anything, I would say, especially at the start, just experiment because Frankly, you won't have any followers. They won't know what you're expecting. You just try different things, see what works in terms of engagement and use that to inform your future strategy. And I guess if there's anything yeah, that, that didn't work, you can just delete it. Exactly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's a transient thing, social media, which has its negative 
sides, but in terms of uh, in terms of this, it's great for trial and error. I find perfect. So um, that's a lot of uh, things that can be can be easily implemented to growing an Instagram community. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, a small or medium-sized business or anyone that's listening uh, can very easily start today implement, implementing the best practices that you've given us now. Uh, and I think um, uh, experimenting is, is what we've heard. Yeah, I just remembered one of our hashtags. Use hashtags. a lot of them. Um, if you get an Instagram business account, you can you can track the, the, the metrics of those. I see on our on our account that we will get on average between 50 and 300 even 350 for every organic post and that's new people coming to the post uh, in addition to the the regular followers you have which are useful to have but i perhaps say that it's more useful to get the new followers mm. because they don't know what you're about until they've come there yeah. and you can very easily a lot of people will avoid hashtags. They might think the post will be messy. The very easy way to get around that is to just drop three, four, four, three, four or five lines below everything else you've written and then include all of the hashtags you want mm. below that. You can put up to 30 and I I just have some in my head and usually I write out the full 30 usually. Yeah, one, one question that I uh, forgot to ask you, which is something that I personally have wondered about is, uh, is it a problem having long Instagram posts? Because there's a lot of uh, a lot of information out there uh, that no, you should have really short, concise, to the point Instagram post. And I, I I personally think that that yes, there's certainly a case for that. But I also if 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 I find something that I'm actually generally interested in, then actually I'm happy to read, especially if that content is relevant. It's a, a very good question. It's something I uh, wonder about and research as well. And I think it's my opinion is it's changing towards more the long posts. Um, I feel that it used to Instagram used to be more for had more of a TikToky feel, like short, snappy. But now people are because it's become so popular. You're getting people sort of migrate and they'll go there for news. Hmm. And you see this. I, I see this in news channels I follow, like for example, BBC News, Guardian, New York Times, publications like that. I think they're doing longer posts. Uh, they they have a big picture to draw people in, but then a good amount of information. And another thing I think is that you could argue that there's not much harm doing long posts because if the picture's good, they're going to be drawn in. So you allow those people who are interested to read the whole post, and those who are only mildly interested, they they can leave some, like halfway through reading it. But mm. I think I get the impression is. Hard to track with analytics. I get the impression those people who maybe read half the post, they might, they'll likely still give it a like anyway. Yeah. They won't begrudge you for doing a long post just because they don't have time to read. No, no. I think it goes back to uh, when you're growing the community. Of course, you want everyone in. Yeah. But you also do want to have those people that are genuinely interested in the product or service or the company that that you run, and uh, if they are willing to read the post. Uh, and it's of interest to them, uh, then they will they will follow and, and you've actually provided some value there anyway. Yeah. So um, 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Joel. Thank you for having me. Um, we, um, if you want to know more about Joel or Keystone Edu Education Group, then of course we will uh, link uh, to both your LinkedIn and to Keystone Education Group's uh, website um, uh, together with this episode. So uh, I hope this was useful for you. Um, this is episode number eight, done and dusted. Uh, thank you for listening. And guys, I really appreciate you. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode uh, where we'll actually be talking to ex-Google director um, uh, Lars Bratzberg. Uh, is going to be awesome. So thank you, Joel. Look forward to it too. Thank you very much, mate. Talk to you uh, next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.